Welcome to the Personal Injury Marketing Minute, where we quickly cover the hot topics in the legal marketing world. I'm your host, Lindsay Busfield. As a personal injury practice grows, it is essential for them to figure out how their brand identity works so that they can connect with their target market. As a firm builds out their brand strategy, they might look at things like their logo design, which colors to use on their site, and their messaging. This often includes creating a memorable slogan that resonates with the clients that they want to attract. We have helped several of our clients develop their branding strategy and lately have been asked a few times about whether or not lawyers need to trademark their slogans. The honest answer is I have absolutely no idea, but I know who we can ask. Alex Toporek is a trademark attorney in South Carolina who helps businesses trademark things. Thank you so much for joining us, Alex. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, my name is Alex Toporek, and I'm out of Charleston, South Carolina. I've got an office here, and um, I've been practicing for a little over 10 years now, and um, I've done a few different you know, a few different areas of law, but the last few years I've kind of settled into helping small businesses with trademark registration and federal trademark registration. Um, and um, it's been going pretty well. So that's, that's been my focus, um, like I said, the last couple of years and, and going forward. That's great. So you know the ins and outs of all things trademark. Um, and I want to get really basic because not everybody understands um, what a trademark is, what a trademark does, whether or not they need one. Um, and so you've got copyrights, you've got trademarks. So what is a trademark and how is it different from a copyright? Sure. And yeah, that's a um, that's a question I get a lot as well. Um so copyright protection deals more with content. Um, so the actual, if you write a book, the actual wording, you know, the language you use in the book, or if you're producing a video, um, writing a song, um, things like that, um, that's where copyright protection comes in. Um, trademarks are a little different in the, the registration process is a little more technical than, um, than than registering for a copyright and trademarks protect. Um, essentially, I think the best way to explain it is brand identifiers that are unique to your business and that you're using to distinguish and identify the goods and services that you provide. Um, so that can be a brand name, it can be a slogan, it can be a logo. Um, even in some, and these are a little more rare, but even sounds and jingles and things like that, that um, those potentially could be, you know, right for trademark protection. Right. And, you know, going back into the history of, you know, trademark, you know, there's the, you know, the term trademark itself, where you are literally marking your trade or your brand. And so if I'm understanding that correctly, anything that sets your part, your, um, your brand apart from other similar brands would be the mark that you're putting on your particular trade. Um, and so going back to the question of, of the slogan, uh, if I trademark my slogan, does it prevent others from using it? So trademark, it, once you, if you go through the proper steps to get through the whole federal trademark registration process, what that does is it gives you the exclusive rights to use that mark within that within your class of goods or services that you provide, um, 
it does require if you want to really police that and you should you do have to have some sort of monitoring in effect so that you can see if other people are um, using that and maybe keep tabs on the trademark database as well to see if anyone else attempts to register something um, similar. Um, but I guess in basic terms, the idea is it does give you exclusive rights over that um, trademark. And, and that's, you know, going beyond that is an interesting question where, you know, what is eligible for trademark and what isn't? Because as a law firm, I, you know, could go and try to register the, um, the trademark of, you know, lawyer or Philadelphia lawyer. Um, and that would, of course, not be eligible for trademark. But can you explain a little bit as to what you can and can't trademark? Right. And I think it's it's obviously everything's on a case by case basis, but it, it kind of goes back to what we started off with. And it's got to be something that's unique and unique to your business and, and distinguishable distinguishes your business. Um, if you attempted to, um, you know, attempted to file a trademark for, you know, Charleston personal injury attorney or Georgia um, criminal defense law you're most likely going to get a one if somehow it did by a miracle make it through. It wasn't, it's not going to have a whole lot of um, weight behind it, but most likely you're going to get what's called an office action saying that that is too descriptive and too generic um, of a phrase of a slogan. And it essentially just describes what you do. Um, and they're not going to give you, you know, they're not going to let it go through most likely. And if somehow it does, like I said, it's not going to be afforded a whole lot of weight, um, you know, in the legal world. Right. Well, and it gets a little bit confusing sometimes uh, with what is protected and what isn't and how they're protected because we see things like get the hammer or somebody who is like the wrecking ball. And we see that as a, with, for, with a law firm in Kentucky, we see that as a, with a law firm in California. Um, do they not have those slogans trademarked or is it geographically exclusive or are those not trademarkable? How are multiple law firms using the same slogan? My guess is, and then I haven't, you know, researched those specific phrases, but my guess is these have not gone through the federal registration process. So they haven't been vetted um, by the examining attorney at the patent and trademark office to see if they are unique and indistinguishable to um, those individual law firms. And that's how my guess is that's why you see many people using it. And then on top of it, it's probably, you know, in some ways it's got to be pretty effective if people are using it. So while it may not get trademark protection, and this kind of gets out of my um, area of expertise, obviously related, but you know, from a marketing sense, you can still have some effective marketing, you know, using some of those generic phrases like that. Absolutely. Because, you know, everybody knows the hammer and, you know, it conveys sure. a certain image. Um, and if you do have law firms, multiple law firms that are using one phrase like the hammer, um, would another law firm still be able to trademark that phrase and exclude other people from using it? I think they would probably have some issues with that as well. And what would likely happen if an application was filed for something like that, what likely would happen is you would get 
a, an office action like I just mentioned before. And that's that's essentially a correspondence from the patent and trademark office examining attorney telling you, hey, there's something you know wrong with this application and we need some some clarification. And what they'll likely do is issue something that says issue what's called um, a 2D likelihood of confusion um, office action, which is about as, you know, about as serious and time consuming of an office action as you can get, because they're basically saying this is too similar to something else. We're not going to let it go through. And now you got to prove why it is, you know, distinguishable. So my guess is something like that. If there was an attempt made, um, you would end up getting an office action like that. And if there are, you know, savvy attorneys out there with a savvy marketing department that's maybe monitoring um, the trademark database and they see an application come up for that phrase, it's probably going to get their attention and they're going to make a note to oppose it or send some correspondence to um, to fight. So, yeah, I do think that would cause some issues um, trying to go down that route. Right, because if it is infringing upon something that's too similar to another uh, business that's already out there, their slogan that's already out there, it doesn't you know, encroach some, on their protections. Right. So let's say that I have a law firm, I have a really great slogan that I just came up with. It's, it, I think it's fairly unique. I haven't seen anybody else with something like it. Um, how do you check if something, if a trademark is available? So the first step, and, and this is something that I kind of do as a courtesy to folks when I'm first meeting with them, but you can go to the USPTO, which is the United States Patent and Trademark Office, go to their website, and you can search their database to see if an, a word or an exact phrase or even an image or a logo has been um, registered. Um, what you really should do and, and what I, I do at the outset of any um, trademark project that I get involved in is I perform a comprehensive clearance search. And we're going to search not only the federal trademark database, but all the state databases, um, business databases, app stores, social media, you name it. And we're going to see if there's anything identical or similar or different variations of, of, you know, different spelling like that, and we'll see what's out there. And, and doing that at the outset, it, it gives you a little more flexibility to strategize how you're going to file your application um, and, and hopefully try to avoid some of these office action um, issues that I um, have mentioned so far. So, and there's different, you know, I, 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 I include that in my trademark registration package when I'm when I'm working with a client. There's different vendors that that use um, that can range all sorts of you know different prices, but that can perform a comprehensive search. And um, um, but that's really the best way to see if there's something out there similar. And and not to be too long winded, but the idea is, which which you want to avoid is you know, developing your brand, developing a slogan, a logo, getting, you know, years down the road of, of building that, you know, consumer base and so forth, you know, just to find out, well, someone else is using it. Now I may have to go back and change everything. And that's costly, you know, just from a dollar and cent standpoint and also to, you know, your brand reputation. So the idea is to kind of 
if you can, and if it's top of mind to do that at the outset before um, you really start, you know, putting the word out there and so forth. Absolutely. There's a certain amount of due diligence that you really should put in, especially if you're wanting to build a larger brand, something that requires a great slogan to be memorable. And obviously you're wanting to grow your law firm. Um, and so putting the investment in ahead of time to make sure that you are building your brand on something that's sustainable long-term is a great and important investment. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess the bottom line that we're getting at is do law firms need to trademark their slogans? I think it's always a good idea to explore. And, and I'd mentioned earlier, you know, one main aspect of or one big benefit that you get from trademark registration is that exclusive use over the trademark. Another um, kind of angle of it is it, it creates an asset of your business. And, you know, I, we prior are sitting around thinking about how we're going to sell our law firms or, um, or, or anything like that, but it may happen down the road. And when you do that, having a brand, having a registered trademark as part of your intellectual property portfolio, it just enhances the value of your um, of your business, whether it's a law firm, law firm or anything else. Um, it's always a personal decision, obviously. Um, but if you're if you really are attached to a slogan or a brand name or something like that, and um, and hopefully you are, if you're using it, then it is something to at least explore. And I, I think it's, um, like you said, looking at it as an investment, because it really is an asset to your, your business at the end of the day. That's an excellent point. Well, how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more? Sure. Well, probably the best way to reach me is just through my website. It's um, toporiclaw.com. And my last name is spelled T-O-P-O-R-E-K. And um, all my email, social media, um, contact form, all that stuff. My calendar's on there as well. If you wanted to schedule a call or um, a video. And like I, I may have mentioned earlier, I certainly don't charge anything to jump on the phone with anybody. So I'm always happy to, to discuss it. Great. Well, we will be sure to put your contact information on our page and people can reach out to you as they have trademark questions. Thank you so much for joining us, Alex. Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. I appreciate it.